Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode two of the Go Local podcast, the unofficial Local Guys podcast. It's so nice to have you back. If you haven't heard of us yet, we are new to the podcast scene. So go and have a listen to our first episode that we released about two weeks ago. We are essentially a podcast made by local guides, for local guides, and about local guides. And in today's episode, we are joined by the ever-lovely Bandana. Everyone. I'll be interviewing her about her background, how she got into the Local Guides program, what it means to her, her experience at Connect Live 2018, and we are also going to find out more about India, where she's from. But before we start, we got to play our opening jingle because it's awesome! Go local with us, go local with adventure, your unofficial cast to all things local Welcome back. Isn't that jingle absolutely fabulous? Yes, it is. I absolutely love it. Thanks, Patty. Thanks, Patty. Before we go any further, let us introduce ourselves to our super duper listeners. My name is Adrian. I am your host for today, a level eight local guy based in Manchester, UK. And my name is Vandana. I too am a level eight local guide and I'm from Bangalore, India. So, Vandana, are you excited for today's episode as you are our main feature? Or are you just petrified by what I'm going to ask you? Oh, I'm super excited about today's show as we're going to be talking about one of my favorite passions. If you could see me, Adrian, I'm literally sitting up smiling year to year, eyes filled with excitement. That's great. And having actually met you in person, I can actually visualize that quite easily. You were actually smiling all the time at Connect Life. Crazy but true. <laughs> Okay, so I wanted to change things up a bit and get you introduced earlier on because this is episode two and we have announcements to make and I wanted you to help me out with that. So here we go, on to announcements. First up, we have a super cool European-wide meetup on the 7th to 10th June in Ghent, Belgium. So the meetup was approved and posted on Connect on the 8th of January And this may sound like a super early announcement to make, but there is a lot of planning to be done in terms of accommodation and transportation. So that's why I wanted to announce this right now to make sure that everybody who is interested can find out more about it and get the necessary information in advance. This meetup is organized by Jan van Hever, a level 10 local guide from Belgium. And there is an itinerary of things to do and places to go. So have a look at the link that we are posting in the description of this podcast and give it a look. Now, this is not the first time that an European-wide meetup is being organized. The first was actually held in Krakow, Poland last September, and it was an amazing success. They had quite a number of local guides from various countries attending, and they are hoping to achieve that same level of success, if not make it even better than last year's. So if you're interested, please get in touch with Jan. Okay, the next announcement is the One Accessibility Project. If you're interested and passionate about accessibility, then you must pay attention to this. The primary objective of the One Accessibility Project is to map places not only with wheelchair access, but also auditory, braille, and visual signs, advocating for full implementation of the accessible policies to support the quest to attain global inclusiveness. I think it's a wonderful project and it's a local guides initiative being led by America, who is a level 10 local guide. And his team includes Jesse, another 10 level local guide, Penny, level 8, Chinonso, level 6, 
Megan level 10 and Kashif level 10. I would encourage everyone to learn more about this project. We have included links in the description of this podcast. So you can also reach out to America directly via the post on Connect. And we also have awesome voicemails that listeners have been leaving behind for us through the Anchor app. So just a quick reminder, if you are using the Anchor app to listen to this podcast, you can at any time pause the podcast and record a comment, feedback, or question and send it over to us. The recording can only be one minute maximum. So if you have more things to say, send us multiple voicemails and that's absolutely fine. Your feedback might get featured in upcoming episodes. And if you're using any other app to listen to this podcast, feel free to also record an audio clip using any app of your choice and email it to us at golocopodcast at gmail.com. So our first voicemail comes from Omer, who is from Pakistan, but is now based in Malaysia. This is what he has to say. Hey, Adrian. I just went through the podcast and honestly, I think it's, it's a wonderful idea. I loved how you guys programmed the first episode, how you introduced uh, the, the whole idea and about yourself and how you talk through the, the upcoming episodes. That is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, really, really excited to see upcoming episodes and can't really wait to see other features popping up to this platform. You guys rock, all of you. you. You rock. You sound so good. I mean, a podcast is one thing. Are you guys considering to broadcast? I mean, for example, the video. Thanks, Omer, for the lovely message there. Um, with regards to your question, we don't have any plans to broadcast live. I know that there are professional podcasters who broadcast live and then publish the live recording as a podcast. They also have a chat room where they can get live feedback from listeners and all that stuff. It's all amazing, but it's not something that we can do at this stage in time. We don't have the infrastructure to do so. And most importantly, we are just lacking the experience. As we grow as a team, maybe we can incorporate that in the future. One day is the answer I can give you. Next up, we have Penny from Australia and Linia from Sweden. Hi, guys. It's Penny from Sydney, Australia. You guys all sound awesome. Hey guys, my name is Linnea. I live in Stockholm, Sweden, and I'm currently a level 8 local guide, actually in the top 1% in Stockholm. To start off, I will just need to say that I'm super impressed with all the work that you put into this and that the initiative is really, really good. So way to go, all of you. And by the way, Adrian, there's nothing wrong with your voice. I could listen to you every day and all of you other guys have incredible voices too. I'm just so happy that I get to hear you speak. For future episodes, I think that we should try to get a Googler or a moderator or maybe both to join in. So that we could get an interview with like Tracy or Brittany or Valeria or Paul. That would be so awesome. Thanks very much for that, Linia and Penny. With regards to future episodes, we do have something that's planned and scheduled in, so just stay tuned. It's not too far away, so hopefully you'll be excited with that episode when it do come out, so stay tuned. Thanks, Penny, Omar, and Linia. I just love hearing all those comments. It got us so very excited. Your positive comments are much appreciated by our entire team. Thanks again. And that's all the announcements we have. If you have an interesting meetup or a project that you'd like us to promote, let us know and keep sending us those voicemails. 
Don't forget to tell us your name, where you're from, and your local guide level too. And please remember to keep your voicemails under a minute because it just cuts off after 60 seconds. Here we are in this segment that I'm calling Let's Talk Bandana. And you are the centerpiece, the star of this. So let's start off with something really simple. Tell us something about yourself, your background, or your history. I'm from Bangalore, born and brought up here. I have an older brother who has a family and is currently working in the US. As children, we grew up listening to my dad's favorite bands like the Beatles, UB40, and the Carpenters. I graduated with a master's degree in uh, industrial organizational psychology. Regarding the career path, you know, I've been one of those people who wasn't sure about exactly what to do. So I just went with the flow. So I started off as an HR professional and realized early on that wasn't my cup of tea. I switched a couple of fields and went into the digital and social media space. And I kind of found that place to be really nice. I found those fields to be very interesting, kind of matched with what skills that I had and the enthusiasm. And then I worked for a total of 13 years and then had a different calling. And I'm sure we're going to be discussing more about that today. We will indeed. Before we do, I know nothing about Bangalore. So tell me something about it. Like how big is it? And is it a very busy place? So Bangalore was renamed as Bengaluru a couple of years back. But since most of us are so used to the earlier name Bangalore, we, you know, switch between Bengaluru and Bangalore. So to answer your question, Adrian, Bangalore used to be called a pensioner's paradise. It used to be like a very relaxed city, extremely green. It used to also be called the garden city. And it still is. But it's also, you know, come a long way from that. Right now, it's become more of a concrete jungle. It's also the Silicon Valley of India. It's a hub where all the tech startups are there. So technology-wise, very, very advanced. It also ranks among the top three populated cities in India, just because, you know, we are so technology friendly. We have the best climate and everybody wants to come over here and uh, settle in. So we're very, very diverse, multicultural, I would say. That sounds fantastic. And I, I guess you'll be really lucky then to grow up there and be able to enjoy all the facilities and all the amenities there as well. So what were your passions growing up? I've been lucky to get early access to internet thanks to my dad. I think this was in the year 1994-95 when internet was still a novelty in India. I remember sneaking out of the door uh, instead of studying and go connect to the internet. Do you remember the sound of the dial Yes, I modem, do. Adrian? And I'm just going to play it out here for the listeners too. Isn't that amazing sound? <laughs> wow. Nostalgic exactly, memory. yeah. One part yeah. happy memories and one part, oh my gosh, how slow is this? <laughs> so, and for all, all those listeners out there who don't have a clue what that sound is, that's the sound of a modem dialing up to the internet. And you're just way too young. So get out of this podcast. We don't want any young ones in here. But no, 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 come back, come back. <laughs> So I guess I was passionate about the digital medium then itself because I remember I would create these websites in Netscape Composer and I would try to publish them endlessly, not realizing you actually need a domain and a server and all of that. 
Next, coming to my interest, I was a huge Backstreet Max Boys Street. fan in my oh, teen right. years. That's right, right. That's, the, that's how it goes. <laughs> I was so crazy about them. My whole room had posters and, you know, my parents and my family, cousins and friends knew that I was going through that phase. I uh, I also remember you, we had this TV show called By Demand and it was on Channel V. So all those in India and South Asia, perhaps you would remember, there was this really nice host called Vijay Trey. And when that show was coming to an end, they, they had like these top 10 where they would feature a few people. And I actually made a Backstreet Boys poster and sent it to them. And I was featured on TV. The poster was featured and I got to speak to him live. That was like this uh, a celebrity yeah. moment that I had when I was in my teen years. So yeah, some memories. That's I crazy. Think. I never watched that 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 TV series. I knew about it, um, but I wasn't very much into music. I'm one of those really dorky kids, um, but my sister was. So my sister's older, and okay. she was in and KOTV the New Kids on the Block. So I've seen her. I've seen her room. Oh. It's posters. On every single wall surface, these posters of MKOTV. So I grew up going like, oh, okay, who are these people there? Then, yeah, so I, I know where, where you're coming from just by looking at how my sister went through the face as well. <laughs> and if you were to describe yourself in five words, what would they be? Enthusiastic, passionate, adventurous, empathetic, and I have to add oh, traveler. good face indeed. Was it nature or nurture? I guess I've inherited a few of these traits and environment in which I grew up in helped nurture it. I also imbibe a few of these traits from my parents, I think. So I would attribute it to both nature and nurture. And you're a bit of a celebrity, aren't you? About two weeks ago, we had you on episode one of this podcast. And then a few days later, Google released the article about you on Connect entitled Local Guide Shares the Best Advice for Solo Travelers. And that article was basically an interview of you and your solo travels. I was so excited to see an email from Ari, the Googler, stating that she wanted to feature me in an article. I was happy to share my honest feedback about solo travel, you know, which includes both the good and bad. I have mentioned the challenges of a solo traveler. The main challenge, I would say, is safety. And I'd like to narrate an experience here. So during my Europe trip, someone robbed my mobile phone. I was actually in Paris in an underground station. And at that very moment, it was such a harrowing experience. I panicked. I didn't know what to do. And I really wanted to, you know, share this with somebody. And nobody around looked familiar. But somehow, you know, with the help of strangers looking at their Google Maps, I found a way back to my hostel and I got there safely. I immediately got onto my laptop. Thanks to a popular Facebook group, a women travel group, and my Google Hangout, I found uh, my friends and I got the emotional support that I needed. The next day, I got a new mobile phone and, you know, I carried on with my travels. So what I learned from this was to be even more careful with my belongings in a busy city, not to be overly dependent on smartphones for locations, Uh, Pay more attention to landmarks, bus routes, and physically note down where you are going somewhere. So that in case of such instances, God forbid, you at least know where you're going Exactly. That's great tips there. And it's really unfortunate um, that it's happened to you. But I guess the main thing, though, is that you're safe and you managed to pick yourself up and continue on on your journeys. And hopefully it didn't ruin your whole travel. 
Um, whenever I'm traveling, I try my best to blend in and not look like a tourist. So if I need to check paper maps or even Google Maps, I do it first at the hotel. And when I'm outside, I only try to check them when I'm in a cafe or inside a shop, just so that I'm not on the streets and looking like a tourist and trying to find my way around. Another tip that I have is that I learn to always look back. So if I'm going from A to B, I can always retrace my steps because the view going forward is going to be different from the view going backwards. Those are some great tips, Adrian. I'll definitely keep those in mind when I'm traveling again. I also read the Connect article and between you and Ariana, you both delivered a really compelling article that is just filled with awesome information and tips. Now, I'm curious about the 21 countries that you visited so far. And I believe you have a Google Maps list of them. Uh, you shared the link with me earlier on. Yep. And I'm just going to pull it up and have a quick read. So it says here, by the way, the link is going to be in the podcast description. So don't feel left out. Um, but the list of 21 countries that you visited so far includes Dubai, US, Bhutan, Singapore, Norway, New Zealand, Malaysia, Czechia, Austria, Slovakia, Hungary, Slovenia, Italy, Switzerland. Liechtenstein, Germany, Faroe Islands, Iceland, Denmark, Sweden. That's impressive. And hopefully I pronounce them all right because I'm completely clueless sometimes. And you have Challenger actually from Penny in Australia. We've got her voicemail on this. And let me just find that one out. Here we go. Hi, I'm Penny Christie from Sydney, Australia. And as all Aussies do, we love to travel because we're so far away. And I think I've traveled to probably at least 25 different countries and countless cities um, in my life so far and um, many more to come, hopefully. At least 25 countries. That's amazing. Well done. I'm so envious of the two of you. It's so unfair. I'm just stuck here making podcasts. <laughs> Your time will come. Uh, yeah, after I don't know when. <laughs> so we'll see. And whilst we're going through voicemails again, um, I've got a few more from Linia that's related to our current topic. So I'll play that back. Hi, Vandana. I think that it's so cool that you're doing this interview and I'm so happy that I get to ask you questions. So thank you so much for that. So far, I have visited 14 countries and I hope there will be plenty more. And my first question for you is, how do you finance quitting your job and start traveling instead? I'm really envious. My second question is, how come you went to Norway and how did you like it? Speaking of Norway, here comes my third question. What do you think about Scandinavians? And my fourth question is, do you have any dream destinations? Great set of questions there, Linia. Um, I've grouped them all together, and rather than answering them now, they all tie into the list of questions that I have for Bandana as well. So what we'll do is that Bandana will answer them throughout this segment as we go through my list of questions. So Bandana, you also mentioned in episode one that you've got a bucket list of 195 countries to visit. Now, that number did not click in my head at all. And I was thinking like 195, like, oh, okay, how many countries are there in the world? So I did a search for it online. And guess what? There's 195 countries in the world. So yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. So your bucket list is basically you want to visit every country in the world. What's the plan to try to achieve that? And is there like a, a GoFundMe page? Thanks, uh, Linia, for all those questions and uh, Adrian for this. So I'll be answering them together. So I'll be answering the second question of uh, Linia. Why Norway? Prior to visiting Norway, I had actually made two trips 
with a women's only gang, one to Bhutan and one to Singapore. And after doing that, I realized that this is something that I can do on my own. And Norway had always been on my bucket list for a really long time. I remember doing Google image search for Norway and just be in wonder and amazement when I would see the pictures. And I was like, okay, I have to have to visit this place and experience this for myself. So after I took the Singapore trip, that it was then that I decided, okay, I am going to be doing Norway with or without company. And I planned the whole trip together and I just went for it. And I think it's one of the best decisions of my life. Answering your uh, other question about what I think about Scandinavians, I think they're extremely wonderful people, super friendly, super helpful for a traveler. Because it was my first solo trip, I was a little scared. Like, how would the people be if I were to ask any questions? Would they understand? Like, would language be a problem? But no, everybody spoke English. It was easy. They were super helpful to guide me. And, you know, I found my way through. So visiting Norway or Denmark or Sweden, this was the same experience. So super helpful people. To answer your question about 195 countries, Adrian, how I wish I could visit all of them. But what I've come to learn from my travels is that it's just not taking off countries for me. There's something more to travel and all the adventures. There are things that I've come to learn called sustainable tourism, responsible tourism, what kind of an ecological footprint travelers and tourists are leaving behind. So these have made me become more mindful as a traveler. For example, mass tourism is destroying Bali and its culture. Everything is catered to the rich tourists who come over there. Things are very overpriced such that even the locals themselves aren't able to afford and these are negative impacts. And I don't want to be going to an already populated country and, you know, just make a bad experience for the locals. Similarly, when it comes to India, Shimla is a very popular uh, hill station in the Himachal Pradesh. And last year, it faced severe water crisis. You know, the locals themselves did not have water and uh, they were actually uh, not in favor of tourists coming because they knew that they are not going to be getting the water and uh, it will be catered towards the tourists. So after learning about these, I want to be a more mindful traveler and not just take off countries from the list. So that 195 really doesn't matter. It's more about being a fun, happy, mindful traveler. So coming to how I plan to fund my travels, I have a travel blog called v2click.com. It's still in its nascent stages and I hope to monetize it and make it popular uh, slowly. So this blog is where I want to be sharing my ideas about the places that I want to visit, get feedback from other solo travelers, share my experiences, both again, good and bad. What are the challenges of solo traveling? How to plan a budget-friendly trip? including budget-friendly accommodations and also, you know, public transport information, how to get from point A to point B. It's still a long way to go. So meanwhile, I started a, my own company. It's called VV Bellur Academy. So this is where I want to train people on social media and personal branding. This is something that I used to do at Dell, my previous company. And then I thought, why not use the skills that I have and, you know, kind of generate some kind of revenue from it and see if I can from my travels. So, yeah, that's the plan. That is like the first time I'm hearing this. Uh, that's so amazing. So well done, you. A lot of folks have dreams, but most don't reach out and make it happen. You know, sure, life is tough. And most of the times we just don't have the opportunity to chase our dreams. But I'm so glad to see you work your bum bum off to give it a go. 
there's a great quote from Norman Peel that goes like this. Shoot for the moon, even if you miss, you land among the stars. Thanks, Adrian. One of the things that I ask myself is, what's the worst that can happen? I would fail miserably, but then so what? It's a lesson learned and I can, you know, move on. Perhaps get back to the corporate world if, you know, things really don't go my way. But I'll be satisfied at the end of the day that I know I gave my full best and I won't have regrets later. If I hadn't done this, you know, I would be in the corporate world, still be dreaming about traveling. But I think taking this break and trying this thing on my own is like the best thing that I've done. So my mantra for this year is going to be dream and take action. I actually stole this from a person who has become an inspiration to me for the past two months. His name is Colin O'Bradley and uh, he's super famous on Instagram. He's the person who has traveled Antarctica solo, unsupported and unaided. And he has documented his entire travel journey on Instagram. I would encourage everybody to actually go through his profile. Again, link in description of this uh, podcast. You can actually see day one, day two, day three, how he has really carried or rather pulled his 300 pound sledge in Antarctica and how he has made through the entire journey in 54 days. So reading about his posts every day gave me the inspiration or the motivation to carry out mundane activities. It could be as simple as going to the gym and uh, getting the exercise done. I would always think, you know, if this guy can do it in such harsh terrains, what reasons have I got to complain about not doing it here? And I would just, you know, put on my shoes and get to the gym. So definitely, definitely give it a go. And to all the listeners out there, don't get inspired by all these people. Join the rat race. Stay in the rat race. Nine to five. That's amazing. Get stuck to your desk. You know, so, yeah. No, that, that is, that's really, really fantastic. And, and I'm, I'm truly envious of what you're doing right now. So how do you feel about having a little bit of fun right now? Yep, I'm all ready. Okay, I've got a one-minute challenge for you. In my hand is a list of questions that I'm going to fire at you in the space of one minute. You're going to try to answer as many of them as possible. And we'll see how far you can go. Just to clarify this, Bandana has not seen this question, so she has no clue what I'm going to ask her. Okay, so I'm going to set a timer first, and it starts the moment I finish reading out the first question. So are you ready, Bandana? Hey, I'm ready and a bit nervous. <laughs> right, okay. So the question is, what is your favorite color? Red. City slicker or country bumpkin? Oh, country bumpkin. Favorite country? Norway. How often do you write a review? Wow. Um, once in two weeks. It used to be much uh, more often, but yeah, it's once in two weeks. I need to catch up. Most amazing place you've reviewed? Definitely uh, a place in New Zealand. I can't, I can't think of it, but yeah, it's a place in New Zealand. Coffee or tea? Tea. I'm a tea drinker. Favorite city? Uh, Slovenia. Uh, it's Slovenia country, so Bohinj, Lake Bohinj, I think, in Slovenia. Yep. You got five seconds left. How many photos have you uploaded? <laughs> Thousand plus. Thousand eight hundred, I think. Okay, we've hit the timer. You've only done eight questions. Oh. <laughs> I've got, like, I prepared a list of 40 questions. <laughs> You've only done eight. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 
<laughs> Do you know how long it took me to come up with 40 questions? I was like sat there like the whole night and like, what am I going to ask? What am I going to ask? What am I going to ask? I'm like, so I got 40 oh questions and you've done eight. Well done you. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. One, one of my questions, right, was like, um, who's the better Googler, Brittany or Tracy? Oh my God. <laughs> Thank God I missed that. I didn't answer it. Exactly. I'm, I'm only kidding. You don't have to answer that. <laughs> and it doesn't matter because we all know the answer, isn't it? It's Brittany. She is the best. I'm like, yep. Tracy? Tracy who? I'm only, kidding. I'm only kidding. Okay, so well done. I've no idea what you've answered, mainly because I'm trying to watch the timer and read the questions as quickly as I can. Um, so I'll have a listen to it later on. I hope the listeners enjoyed the one-minute challenge as well, and you learned something new about Vendetta. And back to serious business. I think it was in episode one that you mentioned you were using Google Maps to help plan your solo travels, and that's how you found out about the Local Guides program. And you were chasing the points initially, as everyone does, because mm. it's just fun jumping up the levels really quickly. At what point did it dawn on you that it was more than just the points? When I got involved in the Local Guides Connect forum, and saw various posts being published on how to write helpful reviews, how to take good photographs, I realized that it was more than just points. I also saw that few of my posts were getting over 200,000 photo views, and I knew that it was having some kind of an impact. Furthermore, people were liking my reviews, and Google started to letting me know about that through an email. And I was like, wow, okay, this guy liked this review, this person liked this review. Things started to change from then on, from just getting points to leaving meaningful reviews. And since you've used maps quite a bit for your travel planning and being a level eight local guide, what is the top feature that you would love to see in either Google Maps or the Connect site that isn't there at the moment? So this is one feedback that I've shared with Google on a few occasions, and it's related to Google Maps. Right now, when you download an offline map and you use... Uh, to get from point A to point B, the information about driving or the navigation. You do not get information about walking as well as uh, public transit info. If Google in some way can mention that information, like this is the bus stop, these are the buses that get you from point A to point B, I think that will hugely benefit everybody, you know, travelers or anybody who's using uh, maps and doesn't have access to internet. So yeah, that's one thing that I've mentioned. And tying it back to your solo travels, what tips do you have for the listeners when using Google Maps or Connect to aid them in their own plans? To start off with, I would say create a list on Google Maps and add all the places that you want to visit. You can also add labels uh, to them. And to get your inspiration, you can ask people on Connect Live uh, forum. I actually did that and I got a few suggestions. Add all those to the list of places that you want to visit. And when you're researching about places, you can also use the app called Google Trips. So it has helped me, especially in an unknown place. I use that app and put in the location, the city name, and it'll tell me the things to do. And it has a lot of labels as well, like indoor, outdoor, parks, restaurants. So very, very super um, useful app. I would encourage you all to download it if you haven't. So during your travels, make sure you have downloaded the map so that it's available offline. Check out the 
Local Guides Connect forum to see if there are any meetups happening in the location of your visit. I think that will be a really cool way to meet other local guides. And in case there is no meetup happening, just go ahead and create one yourself, saying that, hey guys, I'm visiting such and such a place and I would like to meet the locals there. Perhaps we can organize a food crawl or a photo meetup. So that way, you know, you get to meet locals and I think it will be a very memorable experience. That's all amazing tips indeed. Which aspect of the local guides program have you most enjoyed and why? I think the best part about the local guides program is the Connect Live 2018. I think it's been by far the most memorable experience getting selected for the event. It was like a dream come true. And throughout the event, I've made some amazing friends for life. I hope I'm one of them. <laughs> oh, you're number one. Adrian. Lies, lies. <laughs> <laughs> And this leads me to the next segment really nicely where we talk more about Connect Life. From joining the Local Guides program and leveling up to level 8 to then get selected for the Connect Life event, that must have been quite the journey on top of everything else that was going on with your personal life from quitting your job and doing your solo travels. So talk us through the experience. You know, I'm super grateful to have all these experiences in my life. At the time of quitting, I really didn't know what lied ahead. I was still charting out a plan as to what I wanted to do later on. Getting to know that I've been selected kind of gave me something to look forward to. It felt like all the pieces of the puzzle were finally coming through. I was super happy. And is your application video available online, like in publicly, like we can all see it? And was there a strategy to the application as in were you thinking of ways to make your application stand out or were you just keeping it plain and simple? Yes, the video is available uh, online and I'll share the link with you. I remember the process very clearly. Right from the end of uh, March and early April in uh, 2018, I had been checking the forum to see when they would make the announcements and call for applications. So when I first saw the post on Connect, it was April 13th and I was in New Zealand on my second solo trip on a boat and I was uh, being dropped off to a location where we would begin our hike. It, this was in uh, Picton in Queen Charlotte Sound uh, track. I immediately checked when the last day to submit it and I was like, I breathe a huge sigh of relief that I had until April 30th to make the application. I was so excited just reading about it. I decided to make like an impromptu video right there. So I was on the boat out there in the cold, freezing hands, trying to make a recording uh, about my experience. You can actually see the clip of it. It's there in the link. And I think I must have done about 40 retakes uh, of it. And I ran out of internal memory and I freaked out because I didn't have uh, space to click for the rest of my uh, day trek. So at a place that dropped us, I spent the first 15 minutes just deleting all of these and uh, hoping that, you know, it is saved somewhere. So yeah, I finally found this clip and um, just sh I've shared it with you. And then anyway, I decided I'll go back home and shoot a proper video and send it to Google. Uh, regarding strategy, I didn't have a really well drawn out plan. I definitely wanted to share my travel story and uh, thank Google for it because it is because of that that made my travel so seamless. So I definitely wanted to mention that. And I guess to localize the video a bit, I wore a traditional outfit, which is a sari. And like I mentioned, red's my favorite color. So I wore a red sari. 
my video editing skills weren't any great i know google had mentioned you don't have to have like super editing skills but i did download a free software learned about video editing and uh, because i didn't know how to add a video in my video i just put images whenever i spoke about those topics related to my travel so yeah i did again about 40 retakes for that and finally put the video together and also for the listeners out there, um, if you do a search for Connect Live video application on YouTube, you can browse through various awesome videos that local guys all over the world have made. But don't be overwhelmed and think that you won't be able to produce such amazing videos. I can honestly tell you that amazingly produced videos won't guarantee yourself a place. Yeah. So Adrian, I think I can make the process a little easier for our listeners. I had actually created a playlist on YouTube with a list of all the 2018 uh, selected people. Not all of them got to attend though, but all of those who were selected, I've made a short list and I think it has over 20 videos. So you can uh, check that out. Uh, what other tips do you have for the listeners out there? How can they get themselves ready for this year's Connect Live application? I think I should be asking you this question, Adrian, as you are in a better position to answer, being a three-peter and all that. I'm not the one getting interviewed, just to just let you know. I'll please answer as, as quickly as I can. Well, I'm one of the lucky few uh, that managed to get selected three years in a row. My secret is that my application video is basically one minute long of me staring at the camera, giving sad, sad puppy dog eyes. It works so far. And I'm only kidding, obviously. Um, don't do that. It's, it's not going to work. Or maybe it will. Hmm. I would say be yourself, but make sure you put in some effort to showcase your best bits and obviously put your best foot forward. Be genuine. I think Google can tell if you're a point chaser or if you're actually reviewing and adding information on that because you're really interested in it. And that's where I think you should aim for quality material, be it descriptive reviews or well-taken photos. Rather than just trying to write hundreds of reviews really quickly just so you can hit level 10 as soon as possible. That's not the aim of the program, you see. But another tip I have is be interesting. I think Google likes diverse views, so they would want to ensure that the final selection truly represents the world. They are not going to pick 151 folks who all like sci-fi, who are all Google fans, who are all studying computer science. They want young, old, techy, non-techy, different race, different culture, different sexuality, different religion, folks with disabilities, and you know, so many other attributes out there that makes all special in our own unique way. So showcase the things that make you unique. You want to stand out and be interesting. So I can go on and on about the various tips, but you know, I would never know exactly what is the right recipe for it, what's right and what's wrong. So in a way, there is no one specific right answer. There are many wrong answers, so you can find out ways to not do a crappy video application. And back to you, Vandana, do you remember the day you found out you got selected? What was it like? Oh, yes, Adrian. How can I forget that memorable day? It was June 12th. It was around 7.30 in the morning, and uh, I had woken up early. That's early for me. And I was reading all the responses of people sharing their excitement of being selected. So there was a post on Connect and, you know, so many replies were there. And I could see the happiness in those replies of people. And I was like, oh, my God, I hope I would have got some email like that or not. So I saw a Google Mail notification on top of my screen. And I was like, you know, heart pounding. I pulled down my screen and I clicked on that notification. And it actually was... Um, 
uh, recap of my contributions for the previous month. And I was like, oh, okay. And I just went, I clicked the back button. And then there was another email from Google. That one said, you know, thousands of uh, applied and you made the cut. You are in. I was like, and I literally screamed and I was like, wow, I was actually in the bathroom reading about this and I ran out and uh, I, I just well, went to the kitchen. My mom was there and she's like, what happened? What happened? Uh, and I, then I just showed my phone to her and she's like, uh, just tell me. And then she read that and she's like, oh my God, Google. And she gave me a huge hug. And then immediately I was like, let's go tell daddy. He was sleeping and uh, I, I slowly woke him up and he was like, okay, what happened? I was like, daddy, I have some really exciting news to share with you. And he immediately got up and he's like, Google, San Francisco. He just said, I said, yes, daddy, I got selected. And all the three of us, you know, had a group hug. And uh, I, I posted my reply on Connect as well. And, you know, there was a lot of celebrations uh, among our friends and family. So yeah, it was it was so exciting. I'm, I'm I cherish that moment. That is so sweet, so so sweet. And thanks for sharing it as well with us. What happened next? Um, so after hearing all that, uh, I think shortly after that, we were asked to confirm our flight bookings. A few weeks later, we were invited to an exclusive uh, Connect Live board on the forum where we could chat with the other uh, selected local guides. I, I remember you then creating a master Excel sheet where people could share their travel plans, where they were staying, when they were arriving. That was super helpful, Adrian. I think a lot of our listeners who attended would be able to agree to that or would be nodding together. So thank you for that initiative. No problem. And just to clarify, um, I did not create that spreadsheet, actually. It was a spreadsheet that was created way back in... 2016 during the very first summit and what we've done as a group was that we copied that first um, spreadsheet and used it in 2017 and then used it in 2018 so that spreadsheet kind of grew in terms of what was being featured in it and what sort of questions and what was uh, the various topics is in there so it's like a collaborative effort by lots and lots of people so I can't take credit for it all I did was just manage it in the sense of like who gets to see it and who gets to edit and add stuff to it. So that's all I did. Thank you. Thank you to all the local guys who worked on that. Super helpful. Uh, next up, uh, we also created an unofficial hangout chat and there was nonstop conversations. And I think just like in a WhatsApp group with people with all over the geographical uh, parts of the world chat, we had nonstop conversations going on. And thanks to you, we had a few virtual video calls too. Thank you for that initiative. I hope I can thank you for that. <laughs> because of that, we all <laughs> because of that, we all bonded really well. I still remember the first video hangout that we had. I think it was you and me and Jed was there. It was it was really nice. So because of this, we had a, a succession of these. And uh, people really knew each other. And I think we couldn't wait to meet each other at the Connect Live event. Exactly. I think we, we spent weeks and months getting to know each other through the chats, through the video, hangouts and all that stuff way before Connect Live. So by the time we got to Connect Live, we were like best buds already. And you were arriving early to Connect. As I remember seeing photos of you and Yasumi-san, a local guide from Japan, having a vegetarian dinner at an Indian restaurant. And it must have been the following night when I met you in person for the first time. And it was to watch A Star is Born at the Marina Theatre with Shady, 
a local guide from Egypt. Oh, such great memories, Adrian. I, I clearly remember those really nice ones. I also remember the next day we had Paul's photo walk. Prior to that, a few local guides, Omar, Michael, Faraz, Valeria, Jed, you and me, got some food takeaway from um, a restaurant. I don't remember popular uh, uh, junk food, I think. It was and, like chicken uh, wings and fried wings and all that. Yeah. What a great moment that was, right? It Finally was getting to meet the whole gang. And when that happened at that Union Square, everybody just hugging and smiling, shaking hands, taking selfies. Oh, it was beautiful. I, along with two other local guides, Salman and uh, Michael, we had to take a break from this photo walk because we were participating in a Google study. So we, we took off and uh, the three of us later joined all of you who were heading towards the Koi Towers. So Paul, if you're listening, huge thank you, huge shout out and a thank you to you for that. Yes, thanks indeed, Paul. That was a pretty amazing photo walk because we probably had the most number of local guides joining in and it was just mad crazy. I think everybody was at Union Square, as in like tourists and, yeah. and locals there just looking at us going like, who are this crazy bunch of group here? And this was before Connect Life event even started. So for many of us, it was the first time meeting each other and saying hi. And we've chatted tons and tons on Hangouts, but obviously it's so different to chat in person. It was certainly a great opportunity to see many parts of San Francisco as well, getting to know each other during the process. And we watched the sunset across the bay from Coit Tower, and that was really awesome. Um, and then I think at the end of it, most of us headed to Japantown for ramen. And the next day, it was Connect Live. So describe the welcome reception for the listeners. I guess many... Folks would have seen the official album by now. I remember we had uh, to first check in and collect our uh, local guide bags. So the, we've had three different lines and I think they were arranged according to our last name. And I remember standing in the wrong queue because my name starts with V and I was thinking V, but then there was like, no, it's, the la it's according to the last name. And then, yeah, we, we stood in the line, we checked in, we got our local guide bags and so much of excitement once we entered all the local guides uh, you know taking photos meeting and greeting each other they were sharing gifts uh, souvenirs brought from their uh, country it was so beautiful and then I remember there was a Polaroid photo booth people taking photos and then staking it on a huge globe that was put and uh, maybe writing a small little note on the photo it was so very memorable and then food and drinks. Thankfully, we had vegetarian and vegan options. That was something I was, you know, as a first time attendee, just wondering what kind of food we would get. But thanks for those options. We had uh, in, in one corner a rock painting uh, section. I think it was so nice. We could just de-stress, paint a rock and write hashtag local guide connect. And the aim of that was to leave that rock at some location in San Francisco so that you know somebody would pick it up and they would be like, oh, yeah, this is so nice. But I actually took that rock back home because I wanted memories. So I have that uh, as a souvenir home. And then, of course, meeting the great Tracy and Brittany was super exciting. Just thank them for all the efforts that they have put. And yeah, meeting a couple of local, I mean, Googlers too. Very, very nice. And then I think next came the announcements and a huge group photo, which I think a lot of people have used it as their cover photo. Kudos to the entire team for working tirelessly and pulling off a great event like this. 
yeah, indeed, that reception was just out of this world. I, I can't imagine the amount of work and preparation that had to go into that, making it work. Um, but it was really, really great. And, you know, many, many thanks to the Googlers um, who managed it and, and made it a success. We can't go into details about the two main Connect Live days, um, but it's basically tons of presentations, workshops, and feedback sections covering all sorts of topics related to Google Maps and local guides. From a technical position, you know things related to Google Maps and local guides. Did it meet your expectations and did you find it useful and informative? I would say it exceeded my expectations. All the sessions were super informative. The challenge was that we had to select top three among uh, six or seven breakout sessions. And I was like, God, I wish I could attend all of these. Or, you know, I even asked Google, are you going to be sharing presentations of these? Is there a way that, you know, we could watch it live or recorded sessions of these? But yeah, just choosing these uh, sessions was really hard because they had a very, very great lineup of. And also from a personal position where I'm referring to self-like networking and personal growth. Did you feel that you arrived as Bandana? After Connect Life, you left as Bandana. You know, did it change you? And, it, and in what ways? Well, I felt heard. I could see how involved Googlers were in what we had to say. They really cared about our feedback. And also, we got a sneak peek into what lied ahead. That was pretty exciting. That's the first time I was completely blown away by the event. They made us feel like celebrities, really. And you know what? You all are certainly celebrities. Part of the whole point of Connect Life is to reward you as one of the top contributors for the Local Guides program. And obviously, the second part to it was to get your feedback and try to make the program even better. So yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense that they, they treat you all like royalty because you are all amazing Local Guides. And what were your top highlights from Connect Life? I would say definitely day two was a highlight for me because we visited the Google head office. I remember that, you know, like kids on an excursion, we got up very early, 6.30, and the bus left, and we had to get uh, to the SFO office to beat the traffic. So, yeah, that was an exciting uh, journey. And I couldn't believe I actually got to meet Dane Gaskow, uh, VP of uh, products in Google, and share feedback along with a small group of uh, local guides. That was really exciting. And of course, who can forget getting the 360 camera? My God, the amount of excitement and the shrieks and shrills of uh, uh, local guides getting that. That was really, really amazing. And not to forget our very own Kimmy's, Kim's uh, raffles. My God, what excitement she churned out, right? Throughout the hangouts, people like were excited and wanting to complete the actions that uh, she had mentioned. So yeah. So very, very memorable ones. And in addition to that, day two's uh, keynote speak by uh, VP Jen, as well as uh, a talk by Chandu Tota. I think those were really good ones. Yeah, I, I really do like all the presentations and the speeches that the Googlers have made because they were really insightful. And it was just really nice to see, you know, what they have to report to us and tell us how they feel the program is running and how it's growing and all that stuff. So that's cool. Yeah. And just for the listener's information, um, what is that Kim's raffle? Well, basically, Kim, who is one of the co-hosts for the GoLoco podcast team, she organized a raffle because she had tons and tons of gadgets that she no longer uses or needs. And she put it all in the raffle drawer. 
and local guides can do various um, activities like share this and share that or submit to submit submit that and they would get a raffle ticket and they would win prizes from that stash so i believe that stash was like crazy amazing i wasn't there unfortunately that evening but i heard it was really 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 good so uh, if I may add something to that, I remember the uh, in, in the raffle, there were three products that uh, myself, Kofi, and Faraz, I think, were eyeing. It was three 360-degree cameras she had to give away. And my God, what an amount of uh, excitement that had. But then, well, I didn't win it, but next day, Google gave all of us the 360s. So, yeah, it just made up for it. <laughs> it was karma. You've, been, you've done something good in the past. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you missed out on Kim's raffle, but you got it from Google instead. So that's, that's fantastic. They were all certainly amazing um, highlights that you've, you've given us. So thanks, Vandana, for sharing with us your experience of Connect Live. Last year, we had 151 attendees. Will they change the number this year? Um, who knows? You know? um, and as nice as it would be to double that number so that more folks can enjoy the whole experience, I personally think the current headcount is fine because it was very hard to meet every single attendee. And I always feel that it's the connection made that matters the most at events like this. I mean, I, I enjoy the presentations. I enjoy all the um, interactions that we have with Google. But at the end of the day, the memorable bits for me would be meeting all the attendees and making new friends and hopefully some lifelong friends. Um, you know, so these amazing new friends that I've had, uh, I would like to think that years from now, we will all still be in touch and as chatty and as lively as the day we first met in San Francisco. I agree, Adrian. Memories that count. Indeed. And one advice from me to the listeners is that don't make Connect Life your main target. As much as I'm actively encouraging folks to get excited about it and apply, it should not be your main goal in the Local Guides program. The program is so much more than Connect Life. And you can still make amazing new connections, learn fantastic new things just by being active in the program and being active on the Local Guides Connect forum. So again, don't feel that you've missed out and also don't feel that that is the beat and end all for the program because you can still do all that just by being an active member. And with Google now having these local pop-up versions of the Connect Live, you have an opportunity to get involved at local events so I think it's a great concept and thanks to Google for bringing Connect Live to our cities. I think there were four last year, uh, Abuja, Tokyo, New Delhi, and uh, Lima. Right, Adrian? Yes, it is indeed. Yeah, And again, it's a very great idea. It's certainly wonderful to see that they're not just restricting it to the 151 people who attended mm -hmm. Connect Live and they're bringing that experience out to more regional um, Connect Live events. And I would certainly like to see more of that happening throughout the whole world, um, especially for countries where it was really difficult for them to get um, visas approved to attend the event in San Francisco. So for those kind of countries, it's really nice to include them and not you know, let them feel uh, left out. We're moving on to the next segment, and it is all about India's Republic Day. So, Vandana, tell us all about it. So we all know that India was a British colony and it got its independence from the Britishers on August 15th, 1947. So after our independence, we continued to follow the Government of India Act as the governing body, as the governing document of India, because we did not have one of our own yet. So on January 26, 1950, the Constitution of India came into effect. 
the 26th date was very symbolic because it was on this date in January in 1930 that a public declaration of Indian independence, which is also called Purna Swaraj in Sanskrit, was proclaimed by the Indian National Congress. The Congress asked the people of India to observe 26th January as the Independence Day. And how do most Indians celebrate this historic day? So here's a condensed version for the podcast. Official celebrations happen in New Delhi, which is our capital. The Ministry of Defense organizes a Grand Republic Day parade where the Indian Army, the Navy and the Air Force showcase their defense capabilities. Along with them, we have traditional drawn dance troops who also pay tribute to the rich history and culture of our country. It's also a time when bravery, honors and medals are given to the armed forces as well as civilians. This is telecasted live and are watched across millions of homes in our country. What do you love most about India? I'm very proud of our rich cultural and historical heritage. You know, back in school when we studied these in uh, history class, it wasn't very personal and, you know, I wasn't able to relate to it very much, nor did I pay a lot of attention. But now that I have traveled, I'm able to feel a lot of pride for our culture. I want to go back and learn as much as possible and share it with the world. Another thing that I'm super proud about or what I love most is the food. I just love Indian food. I can't live without it. I have to have that spicy, tangy, rich taste in the food. And you know about that bit about the history and culture and, and paying attention all that stuff. You know what that's mm-hmm. all about? You're just getting old. That's what it is. <laughs> the older you get, the more appreciative you are of things around you. So. Welcome to being old. Yay. <laughs> um, and, and to end this segment really nicely, what say to entice folks to come and visit India? I would say it's going to be an absolute adventure visiting India. We have something to offer to all kinds of travelers. So if you're a nature lover or an outdoors person, we have the mighty Himalayan mountains up in the north. We have the beautiful Western Ghats right from Gujarat. In the west to Kerala, the western border, being a peninsula country, we have water on all three sides. So for all the beach bums, you can definitely come over. We have something for you too. So if you're looking for culture, history or spirituality, we have them all. You will leave with a completely different perspective when you get back. And if you're a foodie like me, we have so many flavors from each region of India to titillate your taste buds from restaurants, posh restaurants, to street food, a variety of food is uh, available in India. And because India is so huge and there's so many different parts to it, and almost like the East and West and North and South is quite different, mm-hmm. for an ignorant traveler like myself, which city should be my first port of call? You know, it really depends upon your uh, interests. So, for example, a lot of people to get an idea of uh, spirituality, because that's something that really excites them. That's their perception. They come to North India, so they land to the capital, Delhi, and then, you know, they tour all over. You have uh, one of the seven wonders of the world here in India, Tadaj Mahal in Agra. So people go visit that. And a lot of uh, yoga camps and centers are there in Rishikesh and Haridwar. So spiritual experiences are available there. If but you're then, looking like, for I mean, like, um, a city break kind of stuff like that, where, where would that be? 
I would say Goa because that's like the party town. So people go there, you have the beach and you can really unwind and relax. Right. Okay. Fascinating. Because my, my sister has been to India quite a few times um, mm-hmm. just because of work. I haven't been there. I was meant to go there in 1999. I'm trying to remember properly. And it was after my A-levels and there's two of my friends from A-levels and we wanted to go and visit India because one of my friends, her relatives were in India and we were just going to travel there and, and stay with the relatives and travel about. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. But one of these days, I'll finally get to India. Oh, definitely. And you must come visit me. Come over to Bangalore. Oh, actually, that should have been my first response. <laughs> you all must come over to Bangalore. A local guide is ready here to show you all around. Nah, I'll just go to New Delhi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. If I'm going to India, I'm definitely going to visit you and try to travel as well to hi to as many local guys as possible as well. So definitely. Well, we have reached the end of the episode. 10 points for you and 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 you. 10 points to all of you who made it this far. Please imagine a virtual batch popping up on your maps profile. You are now a novice podcast listener. A few more and we'll get you to expert level. <laughs> That's so rightly said, Adrian. I'm so happy for this podcast. It's been so much fun and I hope everyone enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed making it. I may have overdone it again. I was actually aiming to make a shorter podcast, something along 30 minutes or so. So I think I got too curious and asked too many questions again. So let's quickly bring this to a close before folks drift off to sleep. Episode three, it's coming out in two weeks time. Week commencing 4th February. Keep your eyes peeled for the episode. And this time, we are traveling to Singapore. Woo-hoo. Indeed, we've got Patty and Julian, two awesome Singaporeans, both attendees at Connect Live 2018. Julian was also an attendee in 2017. Both are married to each other. Just making sure. <laughs> and- you know, Adrian, up until uh, we made this podcast, or we started this podcast, I didn't know Patty and Julian were married. I thought, they were just two local guides. And when I discovered that there were a couple, I was like this, oh, okay. How come I didn't know? Damn it. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't realize that until um, recently as well. So I think it's during one of the discussions on Slack that yeah. found out that those two were sleeping with each other. Disgusting. But okay, <laughs> that's their choice. That's their choice, you know. So it looked like they just left school. I'm like, you're too early to yeah <laughs> sorry about that listen sorry <laughs> yeah take, take that image out from your brain and just just forget that it's our first couple to grace us with their vocals i'll be interviewing them finding out all the fun stuff about them we'll get to hear their experience at connect life was it different to vendettas we'll know soon enough and it is also going to be chinese new year on the 5th of february so we'll be covering that huge, huge, huge celebration for Chinese folks all over the world. Like before, we would love to hear your thoughts on this podcast. Send us feedback on what you like about it, ideas for future episodes, or maybe you want to let us know about a meetup or project that you're working on, and we might include you in the next episode's announcement section. You can get in touch with us by downloading the Anchor app from the Google Play Store 
all the Apple App Store to leave us voicemails as you listen to the podcast. Voicemails can only be one minute long, so send us multiples if you have a lot to say. Or you can record your message or questions on your choice of app and send us the audio file to our email address, which is golocopodcasts at gmail.com. Whichever way you choose to record your message, please start with your name, where you are from, and also your local guide level. And you can also find us all on the Local Guides Connect forum, and that's at localguidesconnect.com. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and share this podcast to all your social networks. It would be great to get more exposure and also more feedback. And I'll include as many links as I can in the podcast description below that was discussed during this episode. So from all of us here, let's guide. Let's guide. Go local with us. Go local with adventure. Go local with us. Go local with adventure. You're on official cast to all things local guide.